When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Contact the best authorities. Check on anything that seems to be extraordinary, no matter what it is. When you see something that's frightening, it looms large in the consciousness. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. The Boogie Monster, podcasting the unknown. Go dogs, buddy. I have been hyped all week. Fucking go you dogs. Deserve, you deserve that one. Get out of here, dogs. <clears throat> Leave. Go. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, it was it was a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm, I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad I dedicated all of last week's episode to being drunk in preparation for the celebration. Um, but yeah, man, just not to bore you with details. I know you don't care about sports, but it's real... Real uh, back and forth, kind of a I care, defensive struggle. I care struggle. about you, Dave. <laughs> it was honestly, it was kind of a boring game. The first three quarters, uh, I think the first half there was nothing but field goals. It was just a field goal contest, just back and forth, three points at a time. And then uh, in the fourth quarter, we scored th- uh, two offensive touchdowns that we thought sealed it. And then with a minute left, we intercepted the ball in, in what we call a pick six uh, interception, uh, ran it back for a touchdown. So uh, really put the game away. And, uh, oh, man, it was, it was really beautiful. It was very exciting. 41 years since they've last won. So go dogs! I uh, the dogs. I had to, the dogs the have day, went. <laughs> I had to apologize to my neighbor the next day for uh, I was just <laughs> screaming like I, I tried to control myself, but when they intercepted that last ball with a minute left, like man, I hit some new new heights in my decibel level over here, man. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, sorry if you heard some blood curling screams last night that was uh those were in celebration where was that was that was, uh, was like, oh. <laughs> that was last monday right yeah yeah last last monday yeah i forget where where was i last monday oh we went to some well rachel and i were out to eat but i'm like i had to check just for for the sake of like i want to know what's going on she's like you're really looking at sports right now i'm like i got for the sake of dave i gotta look at the score <laughs> Well, thanks, buddy. Yeah, I think that's what I. Yeah, we were at one of those sushi places where they 
give you each little bite as it goes. Oh, yeah. It's an hour later. Mm-hmm. You've had about uh, half a taco's <laughs> worth of food. <laughs> it's it very good. But it's not like, oh, you don't go there because you're hungry. You go there because you want to experience the little mm-hmm. pieces of fish doing their own thing. Yeah. Pretty good. You got It was. Do you have patience for that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. If it's food I like, maybe we'll get you, you, know, you get you like full sushi. of spaghetti first, and then just so you can just go for flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Drink a bunch of water beforehand about, or something. Yeah, get you full up. Something about about the image of me yeah. eating a pregame spaghetti. Yeah. Hold on, I know we're eating dinner, but this 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 will make the bill cheaper if I'm already kind of full. What are you doing, Dave? I just saw the words tasting menu pop up, so I better. <laughs> I better brick myself out ahead of time so I don't fight somebody. Oh <laughs> so my I don't God. jump over the sushi counter. <laughs> we were talking about that before. I've, I've never had, uh, I love sushi, but I've never had like good sushi. Really? I always have like middle of the road sushi. Yeah, used to uh, big, be a big fan of the sushi buffet. And uh, those have kind of gone out of fashion since COVID. Um, and even <laughs> since back COVID, then, I, knew, and, uh, I knew it was good taste. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, I knew that I was like, this probably isn't high in stuff, but I like it. Hey, I want, um, I want raw fish but, that's definitely been sitting out for an unknown amount of time. <laughs> that's what I'd love to have. Yeah, it's COVID that took that out. And not just I've had a <laughs> passage of time and chemical reactions in the I've, air. I've had a lot of sushi, and I and probably more than half of it has come from a buffet sitting under a heat lamp. Or not a heat lamp. <laughs> sushi, but, yeah. <laughs> Next to a heat lamp with the uh, with the French fries and the and the frozen pizza, I always love that at the Asian buffet. They got all the, the whole spread, and then there's just like a, a, a shitty frozen pizza. Listen, so the, kid, cut the up kids, the kids are going to want it. The kids are going to want it. Mm-hmm. The imitation crab meat with the cheese on top. Mm, Dave, I've I've not been to one of these sushi buffets. Oh, you've not you've <clears> never <throat> been to a sushi buffet. Oh boy! No, and I'm, I, I, I know I'm just as incredulous as you clearly are, given my track record. But although, where, where, what was the grocery store that had good? It was one grocery store. Like actually, the sushi though, that's really good. Which you would never. Gelson's. Gelson's. Maybe was sushi. Gelson's. Mm-hmm. Which, for those that don't know, it's it's the fancier. It's the it's the it's the. It's the fancy grocery store. Yeah, it's the Publix of the West Coast. Oh, it's pu- Publix, Publix, the fancy kind of, one? In the Southeast, yeah, Florida and Georgia, around that area. Publix was, and, and I don't think it's as fancy as Gelson's, but it was, for my money, it was a step above, like, Kroger. Okay. Ra- Ralph's and Kroger's are literally the same company. So Kroger, or Ralph's is kind of the Kroger equivalent out here, and I always think of Gelson's as, like, the Publix equivalent. Okay. Yeah, they had, they had good sushi. But this is the one where, like, this is this kind of fish with this on top and a little blowtorch back there doing special things. And I don't know, it just, dis- just disappeared as soon as it got put in front of me. <clears throat> I couldn't tell you what was up. Uh, but What's your go-to sushi? Like, if you're, if you're not doing a tasting menu, if you're having to order specifically, what do you go for? I, you know, I, whatever, like, I like the, the rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh the hand roll or the cut no roll? no the cut roll with like a yeah uh huh usually if something's got jalapeno on it I don't I don't even know tuna tuna salmon sea bream I think is it's called sea bream okay 
Uh, I've enjoyed that. <clears throat> eel. Always. I had a piece mm-hmm. of eel recently where I was like, all right, I'll get through this. But it's normally not my uh, my go-to. Yeah. It's meaty. <clears throat> meaty eel. <laughs> take, a, take a bite of my meaty eel. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't like I don't like a hand roll. I, I don't something about the construction of a hand roll. It just I don't know. I feel like uh, any type of wrap or roll. It's just leave that to the burrito community. Okay, I don't need uh, as I was a handheld. As I had to go out of my way to text you last night that I was on TikTok just looking at Italian beef yeah. TikTok, which I was offended. Rachel's like, "What is that? Like hot Italian dudes?" I'm like, "No, the sandwich." <laughs> Why am I just looking at hot Italian dudes on TikTok? No offense to hot Italian dudes, but no, it was definitely. Mm-hmm. And a guy was making a burrito by state, and he made an Italian beef burrito for Illinois. <clears throat> and uh, mm. yeah, put anything you want in a burrito, pretty much, it's gonna be good. Yeah, uh, seaweed though. I, that's one thing. I'm like, I don't think I like seaweed. I'll eat it because it always comes with that stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think I like it. I don't mind it. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm indifferent. I uh, that and with the ramen, they always throw it in the ramen. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's cute. Oh, here's this piece that. of stationery that you left in the bowl. Here's the here's the here's the ticket to t- yeah here's note. the ticket to tell you what I ordered that you left in the bowl. <laughs> I guess I guess I'll have it. I'll get I'll eat it first. Oh man! Oh, dude. Speaking of uh, Asian food, we, we don't have to do it now if you don't want. But to remind me towards the end of the episode, I got a, I got a recipe today, and it's a humdinger. It's one of the best things I've ever made. Really? Yeah, one of the best things. Simple, very simple, but just decadent. Just ooh, you ever, really good. You ever so. make poached eggs, Dave? No, only because I don't I don't care enough. Now I'll order an eggs Benedict or something. I don't mind a poached egg, but I've never. Um, now I used to cook them in restaurants for brunch and whatnot. You'd have the pot of boiling water and you drop it in there, but I don't do it uh, on my own time just because I'd much rather go with a sunny side up or Fair enough. a scramble. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, they're fine. That was a discussion just, last night that neither Rachel or I had made a poached egg. So today she made a poached egg. We just sat there and watched it mm-hmm. cook. Yeah. It's the kind of life we're living around yeah. here. All right. Watch paint dry, <laughs> watch an egg poach. <clears throat> that was one of the that was one, hot Italian beef. Yeah, Italian beef TikTok. Now I'm a chef. Let's poach an egg. That was a joke I wrote at the beginning of the pandemic where I was like, Oh yeah, I don't know. I'm just writing dumb jokes. I was like, All eggs are poached eggs if you're eating them. Get you get because they're because they've <laughs> been it, taken. Yeah. They've been taken. Speaking of taken <laughs> L.A. train robberies, Dave. Dude, you've been following this story? I've, it's the fucking har- Wild West. Har- hardly. I mean, well, maybe uh, they were wearing masks at the same time. Union Pacific uh, announces that train robberies have gone up 356% in the last year. Yeah. Good Lord. Well, I guess if they're sitting still. Yeah. And uh, this time. story... But still, like, you would think there would be uh, security measures in place to prevent this kind of stuff. But uh, this story is just focusing on just the ones in L.A. County. Yeah. Uh, Apparently when these trains get to L.A., they just get looted. And uh, there's video of just, uh, I mean, it looks like a tornado hit a train. I saw that, Like, there's just 
debris and packages and stuff just all over the the rails. It's insane. I never think about I never think about trains much in general, even though I should. I like trains. <laughs> I never think about trains much, even though I should, because I like trains. I like trains. I, uh, Is this the I, episode uh, we find out you have autism? <laughs> <laughs> I like trains. I think I like trains, but I don't think I'm about them a lot. So maybe I don't like trains. I should think about trains more. All right, Dave. Trains are weird because they they move, but they don't have wheels. <laughs> um, oh, COVID hit you different, oh, man. <laughs> I uh, actually thought of, I think I did apply. Um, what was the big train rail in Atlanta? Not Union Pacific, maybe Southern Pacific. No, CSX. CSX. I think I applied uh, twenty years ago for a gig there. But I always thought uh, it'd be cool to. What are they? Conductors, engineer. What's the difference between a conductor and an engineer? I just I'd like to I, drive the train. I think uh that's a good question. I think conductor is like the guy <clears throat> like when you get on a commuter train and he's there all aboard. I think that's the conductor. Uh-huh. And the engineer and the, and the engineer, engineer I think is the guy behind the scenes. Yeah. I think it's more Make I think sure it's, it's more done. buttons and levers than it really is uh okay. than yeah. a steering wheel, you know? My uh my first little high school girlfriend, her father uh, was either a conductor or an engineer. He he drove the trains for CSX, and uh, he would be he would just go away for like you know week and a half, two weeks at a time. He'd be, you know like I'm going on a run. I'll see you in two weeks, and uh, then he'd be off for a week or two. But uh, he'd come back and just tell us all these cool places he went. And just if you think about it, like you know you and I have traveled all over the country, but we're only seeing it from freeways and, and roads. Mm-hmm. But like you just see a different vantage point of the country that uh, most people don't get to see. And I always thought that would be pretty cool. Do they, uh, yeah, do they just go, like, continuously run, like, one person sleeps and the other person drives, or, like, like a flight a flight, flight cruise on super long, mm-hmm. you know, trans-Pacific flights or what have you? Yeah, no idea. I don't remember. Seems no, it seems noisy. Back then. Yeah, it seems like it would Just going right? to go take a nap! <laughs> Over the boiler. <laughs> uh, but I haven't even been on a passenger train since I think I was on a train. We went on a field trip in elementary school somewhere. Maybe we rode a train up to D.C. But uh, oh. I always thought that'd be fun. You know, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed that as an adult, I've never just well, you take that. A nice you take that Pacific train. Sunliner down to San Diego, drops you off right downtown. Once I learned you can go from L.A. Mm. to San Diego on a... On a Train, it takes the same amount of time as driving. It drops you off right downtown. I'm like, I'm never driving to San Diego again. Yeah. Convenient. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, train rides are fun. I love them. Usually when I'm back in Chicago, if I'm going to the city, I'll take the commuter train into the city and then get to where I got to get from there. Take the L or something. Yeah, man. Well, Dave likes trains. Dave likes... <laughs> A hot sushi buffet. <laughs> what other things that well we could have? What other things that we could have guessed? Do you want to reveal about yourself on today's episode, Dave? Go dogs! Hot sushi! I like, I like trains. <laughs> I like the new Ford Bronco. Oh. I didn't know they were so goddamn expensive. I was uh, I didn't know. doing a little daydreaming car- yeah. online car shopping yesterday, and um, 
I've been out of the car market for a long time. I've, I've, the car I drive now was my dad's car, so I took over payments, took over that loan when he passed. So I've had that for a few years. And, you know, prior to that, I was just a van boy. I was really into the vans. But I haven't been in the uh, – and before that, I drove my old roommate's grandmother's Lexus. So I haven't had like a – you know, I haven't really been in the market for probably 15 years and uh, it surprised me. I know everybody's raving about these new Broncos, and I like them, too. I haven't seen one in person or driven one. Um, but when I, I, like I said, I've been out of the market for so long, but when I think of, like, brand-new, right-off-the-line American car, you think, you know, high-end model, loaded, you know, depending on, you know, what we're talking about, forty grand, fifty grand. I'm looking at a 2021 Ford Bronco, $97,000. Well, uh, their 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 starting list price is thirty grand, but uh, okay, uh, so they start at. But 30. also, right now, supply chain chip shortage, all that stuff. All cars are more money. Uh-huh. Like they say, like you could if you bought a car. Oh, I might sell this okay. Subaru. I might be able to make money on a used car because of the shortage in cars. So that's part of it. <clears throat> I think they're cashing in on the novelty of this thing, and because it's it's like a Jeep where you can get all these different packages for it. So I think that's why. Because MSRP, the thing I I'm s- looking at says starts at twenty nine three hundred. Okay, yeah. So that's more reasonable. That's what I was thinking. So yeah, maybe I'm just looking at uh, the real high end version. What I, I haven't really been following the supply chain stuff. Why would that affect automobile manufacturing? Well, the same reason that well, I think people are robbing these trains because they don't have people to work. This is okay, this is me. Okay. It's purely speculating right now, everybody. But yeah, so th- you know, things come into the port of Long Beach right there. They get loaded up on trains, and then those trains get to Los Angeles to a train yard to get distributed throughout the country. Well, if nobody's working there, all that product is just sitting there. Yeah, <clears throat> and so people find out about it. Maybe even the security for the train yard. Hey, this one's got TVs in it. Everybody, <clears throat> break me off some. <clears throat> and then you got. Uh, you know, pe- people have been sick everywhere, lockdowns, blah, 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 that whole thing. The same, you know, l- wages issue in the United States of, like, people not wanting to pay a higher wage. So people are like, well, I'm getting money from the government. So why the fuck am I going to go into a job that's not paying me fuck all when I'm getting this government check to hang out for a little while? I mean, that's you see that's over now. People are back at work because those government stipends are ending. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, so you know they can't make the cars. It was a chip shortage, apparently. It was like whatever out of his worker worker shortage or supply shortage to make the chips that make the cars go. So I, th- I think some BMWs had to like skip the touch screens because they didn't have like the small little computer chips that make those run. Okay. So it's that kind of thing. Interesting. So yeah, yeah. So. I'm not really in the uh, Bronco market then right now, but uh, you've heard, uh, have you heard negative reviews about the new Bronco? I don't know. I saw it and it just kind of looks like a a smaller Ford Explorer. Yeah, there are definitely models that are pretty uh, underwhelming. Some of these high-end models look pretty good. I think, uh, too, They're I was tiny. looking a few years ago. Yeah. I was looking at the, uh, the some of the concept models a few years ago that looked really tough, and I kept waiting for those to come out, and then this model came out. It's like, that's not really what I was looking at a few years ago, but yeah, I just want a tough truck, Kyle. 
get a get a I don't know what to tell you to do. You want you want to get a truck? You want that truck life? Yeah, not not necessarily a truck, but maybe some sort of SUV, something I could take out in the mud. The muds of Long Beach. <laughs> the muds of Southern California. <laughs> the mud's pretty dry. Remember the last trip we took? <laughs> That's true. Mud turns into sand. <clears throat> well, yeah, buddy. Well, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm uh, excited to see where you go. Dave likes trucks, trains, hot sushi, and Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I really am an idiot when you lay it all I'm out. not saying that, Dave. I'm just saying it's nice to hear you excited about things. I've had yeah. trucks. I also enjoy trains. I don't know much about football, and personally, <laughs> I'd skip hot sushi. But we're about 50% agreement on the things that we enjoy here. <coughs> oh, man. Speaking of things you enjoy, I saw those uh, rad picks of you getting... Getting busy with it out there on the trails. Been since September. Yeah, really, your first first one since September. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we got we got back out. It was cold. It's muddy. Real real Bigfoot country out there though. Just dense fog, yeah. dense fog in the woods of Oregon. I was like, ooh, I can absolutely understand people seeing things move around in this. And being oh, yeah. caught off guard. So yeah. so yeah, I, I it was uh, it was spooky. It was downright spooky out there, and it went great. It like was a lot of fun to. I'm so used to like riding Southern California. It was like just dry, hot. I'm like, oh, this is like cold and foggy, and creatures are out there. Where'd you go? Just uh, just not far, like about a half hour from the house here. Kind of northwest of Portland, and uh, it's like a logging area that this bike uh, community, this trail building alliance, works with the logging community to be like, all right, you guys own this big stretch of forest. Where <clears throat> when you're logging in this area, we'll make sure to direct bikers over to this area if you let us build trails there. And so it's like the symbiotic relationship they have. I mean, I don't know what the loggers get out of it. Maybe they have to pay them to rent the area. But mm. so this one, you have to, like, display a windshield tag and have a tag on your bike. I, mean, I don't know how strictly enforced it is, but to show that you've, like, paid to gain access to this area. And the okay. trails are technically hidden. Uh, you get access to the map once you sign up for the the trail building. That, like, little huh. organization. Again, I don't know how much, <clears throat> how actually hidden they are, but... It was cool, man. It just felt good. It's nice to have your bod yeah. knock on wood. I'm supposed to go ice skating today. Go bust my ass on that. We're just doing cute <laughs> shit up here, dude. We're just up here doing cute shit. What a charmed life. Yeah, we're just doing going ice skating today. Yeah, we're gonna go ice skate. That's nice. Gonna do cute shit before uh, I go on my heavy metal cruise this weekend. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Oh boy! Well, uh, I got an interesting topic today. Uh, let's do it. Speaking let's of, do a topic. Speaking of uh, 
the Pacific Northwest. Um, I watched a movie, a documentary, the other day. It's, it's, I think I've seen this one before. It came out a few years ago. Do you know who Todd Standing is? Have we talked about him? Mm, I don't think so. Todd Standing is, uh, by all accounts, a big old goober. Uh, he's a, uh, he's a, uh, a Bigfoot researcher. Now, okay. the guy's a goober, but I, I'll give him credit. He's, he, seems to be, uh, he seems to be working hard at it. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to explain this guy. He's, he's got a ton of, he's got a, a YouTube channel called uh, Sylvanic Bigfoot. Sal, Sylvanic Bigfoot, I think is how you pronounce <clears throat> it. Right. Uh, Big, Bigfoot, I think, is the pronunciation. Um, uh, <laughs> he's guy, just this dude. Took me a he's, <laughs> Bigfoot. Well, yeah. Oh, Dave. All right. He got me. He's he's just this guy. He's not. Uh, I don't know how to describe him. I I, I want to believe this guy, but if you watch his videos, he's uh, every video has this long produced intro, this montage of him running through the forest in a ghillie suit. You know, he's got all terrain vehicles. You know, driving through the middle of creeks, and he's listing off his areas of expertise of. Uh, um, Counter surveillance expert and uh, all this stuff, and and he definitely <laughs> appears to be a, a big goober. But I've seen these uh, pictures and videos for a while. <clears throat> About ten years ago, he got some video. He, he he claims to have shot this video of some really clear r- Bigfoot profiles. Like he's he's. <clears throat> Right. There's two in particular. There's this one he's named Jane, um, and another one he's named Jake. These are the, the two Bigfoot videos that uh, he's most well known for. And like I said, I think they, I think he filmed them back in 2011, um, somewhere up in uh, Canada, up in um, Northwest Canada, Pacific Northwest. And what's the main thing people, you, yourself included, complain about Bigfoot evidence? It's like, oh, the, it's terrible video, it's too pixelated, it's too fuzzy, it's too grainy. These are crystal fucking clear. So much so that people are like, wait a minute, this is too good to be true. And mm-hmm. uh, the name, like I said, the name of the documentary is called Discovering Bigfoot. It's on uh, Prime, Amazon Prime, free with ads. And what I've done here is I've uh, I've got some timestamps, so if you or anybody listening wants to go back <clears throat> and check this out to save you from having to uh, to suffer through the entire thing, well, it's it's that. not a great documentary. Like the guy, he directed it, but he's obviously not a director. So it's there's a lot of boring parts of him and these other guys just you know staring at the ground trying to look at uh, tracks and stuff. Now the reason I want to believe that this is legit because mm-hmm. he's got a couple of dudes in there with him who yeah. are credible. Uh, one guy I've been following for years, named, this guy named Dr. Jeff Meldrum. He's a uh, professor, I believe, at Idaho State University, anthropology and some of that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and I've seen tons of his stuff. And he seems like just a very level-headed, rational, intelligent fella. And he's coming at it from a very scientific point of view. And uh, he's he's pro Bigfoot, Jeff Meldrum. Okay. He's he's got a bunch of evidence where he thinks like, you know, obviously this could exist. And then there's this other guy, uh, also a doctor, a PhD, Doctor John Bendernagel. Bendernagel. Uh, huh? So both both it's it's spelled Nagel, but I heard him pronounce it Nagel. Bender Bendernagel. Sure. Uh, but both these guys seem legit. Meldrum and Bendernagel, both. Uh, 
educated, smart dudes, decades of experience in this field. So somehow Todd Standing uh, coerced them to to be in his documentary. And, um, I mean, the thing is, like, if the... Now, it's the same thing I say. Well, I don't say this with the Patterson-Gimlin film because I do think that's real. Um, But if you don't believe the Patterson-Gimlin footage is real, then just suspend disbelief. If it's real, this is... That's the best evidence we've ever had. If if, if that Patterson Gimlin footage is real, this is right up there. If this is real, it's it's right up there with the Patty film in terms of the clarity. Well, mm-hmm. it's probably even more clear. It's it, it, obviously it's fifty years later. The cameras are better. Uh, this dude's got you know some decent cameras that he uh, zoomed in on, and we just got full frontal facial profiles of uh, at least two different Bigfoot. Now the problem. Not the problem, but one of the obvious things that people will look at these two different videos, um, the two Bigfoot look nothing alike. They look nothing alike. But you could chalk that up to, you know, dogs. You know, there's uh, hundreds of different breeds of dogs. They're they're all dogs. Um, Sure. So I'm I'm thinking, you know, maybe... (laughs) Sure, Dave. I'm just saying, on the first page of a Google search... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for just this gentleman's name, uh huh. He tried. He was trying to sue the uh, Canadian government for not recognizing uh-huh. the yeah. existence of Bigfoot. Uh, they laughed it <laughs> off. Said they won't look at evidence. That's why I must go to court to prove it. This is according to uh, ctnews.ca, Canadian uh, uh, news. Uh. He says, I have a lawyer. He's got a, he's got a, he, this was in uh, 2018, 2017. When did that documentary come out? Uh, 2017. So I think this was a whole, uh, the, the people in the uh, community, in the Sasquatch hunting community, think he's lost, launched frivolous lawsuits to promote his documentary. And then mm. a quote from him, he said, of course I have my haters. He said, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Einstein, they had tremendous haters. <laughs> so this, I'm just like this man is launching himself into the echelon of Einstein and uh, Gandhi and Mother Teresa. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I don't know what to think of. Now, I will say um, he seems a little more legit. There have been like legit Bigfoot hoaxers out there. I forgot the guy's name. But uh, there's one dude that was real prominent a few years ago. I think he was behind that Georgia Bigfoot uh, body. If you remember back in like 2009 or 2010, 2009, uh, these goobers claimed to have found a body in Georgia, and they put it in a freezer and took pictures of it. That was clearly quickly debunked. Mm -hmm. The same guy also said he had another body that he was going to transport around and show it off and then i think the same dude had uh there was what at the time looked like an incredible piece of video of uh bigfoot standing right outside of a guy's tent uh that one looked really good but it the same guy i forgot his name but he was involved in all these hoaxes now i know todd standing a lot of people you know goof on the guy i don't know if he's been completely debunked i don't know if there's any of these videos or anything that people have just outright said look you're Totally lying. This is yeah. clearly fake. Anyway, my point is, with this documentary and these videos, they're so good. The videos that I'm talking about are so good that there's a lot of skeptics. And um, 
do you have the the thing the movie pulled up because I'd like for you to see some of these. I do. I have. Uh, did I get the movie downloaded? Let me make sure. <clears throat> Let's go to the footage. Okay. Um, so I've got I got maybe a dozen or I'm, so. I'm, I'm uh, learning along here. with you, listeners. <laughs> I'm watching something that you can't see. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> anybody you know listening, you know they can pull it up too. But uh, rather than just show you stills i wanted you to see the actual that that too is why this is interesting to me because uh, all this evidence i'm about to talk about it's all video as opposed to just photographs and stills and stuff um and katie and i were talking about this now i don't know shit about photoshop and and all that i must i know people photoshop photographs obviously but is it um, how hard is it to alter video is that as easy? I mean, have you seen Jurassic Park? Well, yeah, but that's, you know, a whole industry behind that. I'm talking about just your average schmuck who goes out and films something on his iPhone. Can he then come home and doctor it up and, and disguise it the way you could a photograph? I don't know. I'm trying the to think. The fact that all this stuff is video makes me think, you know, I'm not as skeptical as well, I would the thing be. You you know, gave, a, the thing photograph. you sent me are just stills. Okay. Okay. That's a that's a thing we're gonna get to here in a minute. Uh, that's not the that's not the movie. That's Amazon a uh, that's Prime. these other right, experts. Let me go to, breaking me go to my Amazon thing. account here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have not uh, have not. Uh, I still watch movies on it, but I think I've only ordered like three things off Amazon since the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And you can too, everybody. I don't know if you realize this. You can. Yeah. <clears throat> You can uh, put your money where your mouth is if you want to complain about Bezos and uh, find other places to order things. Mm-hmm. All right. Todd Standing. Doesn't seem like Todd should be part of a longer name. Like Toddmouth. Never thought of that. Todd's not short for anything, huh? It's not, right? Hmm. hmm. Totmouth. Yeah, but like Portsmouth, like M O U T H. Okay. Oh yeah. Todmouth. Like like just just Todd. Like people decided Todd. Like Chad (laughs) is Chadwick. Todwick. But like no, just Todd. What's what's Kyle? Is Kyle short for a? No, it's fucking stupid. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Just Kyle. Single syllable names are kind of dumb. Yeah, but you got the alliteration going. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. So what am I looking at? Chasing Bigfoot, on the right. trail of Bigfoot, Bigfoot the Conspiracy, Dis- Expedition Sasquatch Discovery. 3, Bigfoot the Evidence Files, Don't Call Me Bigfoot, Bigfoot a Hidden Reality. <laughs> <laughs> Discovering Bigfoot. Expedition Sasquatch, Bigfoot is real part one. <laughs> Discovering so Bigfoot. So many of these documentaries are awful. Yeah, uh-huh. Discovering Bigfoot. That's the one we're looking for. It's just, it, 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 I, it's got to be tough if you do find actual evidence to get through all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, let's, we're going to... Right out of the gate, he does this thing that's always annoyed me. Uh, he establishes himself early on. Hey, I'm Todd Standing, blah, blah, blah. And then he continues to narrate this setup. But in the narration, he refers to himself as in the third person, 
which always annoyed uh, me. It was back in my radio days. I got in a big argument with my boss one time about this. I, I, I don't know if they still do it, but back in the day in radio, you'd have an on-air personality. You know, if you listen to the radio station, hey, it's me, Dave. You know who Dave is. Now, if it's an endorsement, I get it. You know, hey, it's Dave, blah, blah, blah. My friend's down at Tom Jumper Chevrolet, blah, blah, blah. But I would read so many ads where I wouldn't establish that it's me, although people would know it's my voice if you were a regular listener, but there was so much copy that had the word we. At Tom Jumper Chevrolet, we have the largest selection of trucks oh, and SUVs in North Georgia. As if you work for them. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, they know it's my voice. They know I don't fucking work for Tom Jumper Chevrolet. That's that's how the copy's written. That's how you read it. Like, nobody has any fucking common sense. I used to hate that. We, but he does that. He's referring to himself in the third person. It's like you just set this up that who you are. Anyway. Well, all right. So it's so easy to get distracted by a bad host. Like, who's yeah. the who's the dude that, um, oh, he was, uh, shit, man, I can't remember names to save my goddamn life. Uh, was doing, he did that, uh, Skinwalker Ranch documentary. I'm going to find him. Hold on. And the skin. Cor- is that is Jeremy Corvell? Is that his name? The guy who does a lot of the UFO stuff? The guy with the beard and the tats? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Jeremy Corvell. That guy. Or Corbell. Corbell. Yeah, this dude instantly, yeah, he's a instantly takes me out of anything he's working on because you could tell it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, you want to be the star of this? Like this is no yeah. this. It's not a documentary. If you're trying to be the, if the guy making it is trying to be the star of it. Yes. All documentaries have are. They're rarely truly subjective, but when, mm-hmm. yeah, this guy just seems like a fucking chotch. So is it the same way with this dude? Yeah, there's there's some of that going on, but I do think. Now, whether or not he's he's sincere and that he's he's passionate about this subject, uh, it appears that he spent many years and a lot of effort out there. Now, I'll give him that. Like it, now, he I only know what he's releasing and showing us, but he's definitely giving off the image that he's a guy who spent a lot of time in the woods. Well, trying to look for this. All right. Stuff. Well, let's for the, for the listeners who will now hear two mm-hmm. people discuss a video that they cannot see. If you want, <laughs> no, they can pull it up want, too. Like, cue it up, just as I have done. Mm-hmm. That's why I got the time Dave Davis you sent, right to so You've done detail here, mm-hmm. and so let's give Dave credit. We got an actual email for this episode. <laughs> There's more prep than either of us have done in months. Well, me, years, but Dave, months. So credit there, Dave. Credit there. We got a full email. That's right. Mo- I've watched a documentary and made notes. With money shots. It says money shots. <laughs> yeah. First one, 54 seconds. Let's see. Oh, just Yeah, so right out of the gate, this is kind of in the opening montage. There's just And some of this stuff's like literally half a second or so, but I, I still wanted you to see it. So at 54 seconds... There's video of uh, an ape-like creature hiding behind a tree, and you can see it blink. Now, that this is, behind, is not that is one behind of the, the opening credits, by the way. So I, I don't know yeah, if we're using yeah. that as legit evidence here, Dave. If even the director of well, the no. sham is putting it behind the opening credits. <laughs> 
Some of this stuff is duplicated. Uh, we'll get to, like, for example, this first one, there's a better version of it later in the in the film, but I just wanted you to see every little example just so you could have more to look okay. at. Okay. <clears throat> but at 54 seconds in the opening montage, uh, there's there's an ape like what looks like an ape like creature hiding behind a tree, and you can see an eye blink. Now this particular, I'm going to go ahead and call him Sasquatch. You know, I'm not going to say. It. I mean, this is all allegedly, but this particular Squatch is not one of the main two. Now in this film, he doesn't. Um, this info isn't revealed, but in some of his other videos, he talks about his his two best videos are these Sasquatch. One that he's named Jane, and one that he's named Jake. Um, and by the way, in other videos, he's claimed not only does this dude, I, I just, I don't want to make fun because I, I too am a believer. Yeah, no, I'll do it. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in other videos, this guy not only well, has he claimed to have seen several squatch, but he's seen the same squatch over and over and over, and in like he knows who they are. Oh, that one's I saw Jane yesterday. She's looking different than she did last right. week. Like. He's talking about these squats just like they're his friends that he's, he sees all the time, and it's just really bizarre because here I am. Like, I would give anything to just have one experience, and this guy's just – he's seen so many Bigfoot that he has to differentiate who they are. Now, granted – Now, wait. Now there's him, a scene of him in a laboratory with a lab coat on, swirling a test tube. Yeah. But he's still just wearing his <laughs> newsboy cap. <laughs> Oh, he's a goober. He is, he's definitely a goober. All right, so there's that one. Did you see the one at 54 seconds? Yeah. The, okay, I, so, the, I mean, whatever I like whatever his eight-wheeled think, little buggy. I like the thing he's driving yeah, around the yeah, woods. Yeah, I like in. his and there's part, there's one. That's pretty cool. I'll, I'll add, at a minute 30, he's playing the flute mm-hmm. to some rock formations. <laughs> Let's not leave that out for the for the listeners here. <laughs> That didn't make the money shot. Well, I'm good. It's made my money shots. The beginning, he's got an eight-wheeled. It looks like one of the carts you get. Do you remember old carnivals where it was just like different wheeled vehicles? You could have like a motorcycle with a sidecar or a dune buggy. It's one of those Uh that would just be on a spindle and go in a circle, you know? That's what he's got. Driving around, it's eight wheels, a drive, and he's wearing a ghillie suit in it, so it just looks like a gorilla mm-hmm. driving a buggy. Something tells me yeah. the ghillie suit isn't going to help when you're on a gas-powered vehicle <laughs> chugging through the forest. Now I've paused it randomly at two minutes and forty-three seconds, where he is running out of the woods yeah, in, yeah. into That's his own title one. card, into his own Todd Standing yes. <laughs> Sasquatch researcher. And I, I've seen, I love that shot because he repeats that several times throughout the movie. And I just love the thought of him setting that up, you know? Like, all right, we're going we're gonna to get a good shot of me yeah. running just out of the now woods. Now we got him rock climbing. He clearly does not have a drone, mm-hmm. but he does have a GoPro on a string. There's a bear. Bears are real. That's good. <laughs> all right, go uh, jump to uh, three minutes and 56 Him seconds. coming out of the woods in a ghillie suit like... See how camouflaged uh-huh. I am? And it's the first thing yeah. you see on the screen is a guy in a geek. Yeah, he pulls some Rambo 2 shit right there where he's just coming out <laughs> of the He's on his mud. buggy again. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Now he's in the snow. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is something. All right, where am I jumping to? Go to uh, three minutes and 56 seconds. And you will. this is the first time we see Jane hiding behind a rock. Now, three this minutes. is a weird-looking Bigfoot. All right, we're getting up there, everybody. Bear, bear with us. Fem, 
has delicate feminine features. Jane does. Yeah, this is why you scald your balls with hot water. You're getting horny. You're getting horny for Bigfoot. Is that your is that your 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 hall pass with Katie, Lady Bigfoot? No, no. We did. That's funny that you bring that up because we were just talking yesterday about if I were to ever have a hall pass, it would have to be for a uh, lady alien. It's like if I ever had chance oh, to hook up with a an alien, a la- I got it. That chance. Yeah, she she gave me the green light on that. All right, well, that's cool that you guys are open like that. Uh, this is what we're calling yeah, feminine yeah. features. Yeah, compared to uh, this, some this of the others, Ewok Halloween see. costume, somebody <laughs> left in the garage over a hot summer. We're calling that a feminine Bigfoot. All right, dude, sure. Get get nice lips. Get a nice nice soft lips. Uh, but that's Jane. Now that's just a, yeah, that's an odd looking creature. This guy's already there. broken my but cardinal it, rule. I don't trust anybody with transition lenses. <laughs> but all right, let's pretend this is real. <laughs> I mean, that's sure. a, that's that's some wonderful footage. <laughs> that's some great footage. <laughs> <laughs> let's fucking let's pretend the movie Independence Day is real. Then that's great footage too. That's not a scientific. <laughs> basis for anything dave if you if you pretend it's real it's pretty good stuff <laughs> if you pretend return of the jedi is real oh that is amazing footage that george lucas caught oh. that george lucas captured <laughs> eh, just pretend you had an orgasm huh <laughs> uh. and it was a I, shout out listen I, I i gotta say oh uh I was in Boulder and Fort Collins this weekend. This does pertain, but also a shout out to Travis who uh, showed up to the show. He gave me the haunted Fort Collins book. He's also got keys to the tunnels underneath Fort Collins, the either bootlegger tunnels or Shanghai tunnels. So Dave, when you're there, really? when you're playing in Fort Collins in March, hit up, yeah. hit up Travis. But we went, uh, old Sammy T and I went to a brunch spot and he got cream for his coffee and there's no cream in the little carafe that they gave him. And he's like, can I actually get uh-huh. cream? And the server, she just goes, you ever see that movie Hook? It's like that. You just have to imagine it. We're both like, that's a hell of a save. <laughs> like, we, like we all had a good laugh. I'm like, that is a great save for you giving somebody an empty carafe. Oh, man, that's funny. So anyway, that's the same logic we're using for this. That's how that pertains. Jump to 438. I want you to see, we'll see Jake for the first time. Oh, good. And again, same logic applies. If this is real, it's pretty amazing. So Jake and Jane are the, the flagship of his fleet. These are his two best videos that he's very proud of. So an incredibly perfect. But you see how the video it's moved. Now this one does, I'll admit, looks kind of uh, anatomic. Is that the right word? An- animatronic. Anatomic. Animatronic. Animatronic. Yeah. Tronic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know words. Um, it's a video. Uh, yeah. Perfect head. Perfect headshot. You see. I mean, just crystal clear, and there is movement, and it and the right eye blinks. But and we'll get to later. Uh, there's some experts that broke all mm-hmm. this footage down, and they they think that this is either a puppet or animatronic. It's the figure. it's the source material. This guy wants it mm-hmm. too bad. 
Yes, I understand that, but also I this my, my, fucking I have dork, to give him credit. Of course, he's going to make up a video. <laughs> of, I, I agree with what you're saying, but if he's being honest, like this guy spent hundreds, if not thousands, of hours out there. So that so makes him crazy. He, he, <laughs> so his odds of seeing something are much greater than the rest of us. But the odds of making him a lunatic are even that much mm-hmm. more. True, true. But what do you think of this video right here at, at 438? Like, I think it looks like in, uh, uh, anything you can make. If you are a self-proclaimed big, Bigfoot hunter and then you caught this footage, I'm not going to believe you. If you're a UPS guy who got fucking lost... Going to this, going to this dude's house to li- deliver him a new ghillie suit, and then you take Bigfoot. I'll believe you. Okay, good point. But this guy, I mean, this is a like this is like a child with a very active imagination. <laughs> you don't think that looks pretty? I'm not saying this is real, but it, it looks fairly realistic. No, but okay. Tell, I'm going to pause. Why is it either the shittiest, blurriest, most garbage footage, or it's this guy who basically got an Olin Mills portrait of two different Bigfoot? Like, may as well be posing against, like, class of 2003 with these, with these pictures. That's my argument. If there. it's real. If it's real, though... You can't you can't shit all over all the other stuff because it's too blurry and whatnot. Well, I can shit and on then all also of it, shit off this one. Yes, I can and I will. <laughs> but like that's and the biggest complaint is was all the videos suck. But well, here's a good one. And, okay, so this one's no good. None either. of them are believable. Mm-hmm. No, I, I admit that it is. It seems too good to be true. So either Bigfoot, Man. either Bigfoot is the scurrying in the distance, running away creature. Or it's, like I said, this little, like, you know, tee-heeing ape that's ape. 10 feet away, leaning on a branch, staring at you in the calmest fashion. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing, too, just to be clear. Like, upon first glance, these obviously seem too good to be true because it's so close, but he's claiming he was using, like, a 50-time zoom he was claiming he was, you know, 100 yards away or so and zoomed in. It looks like he's 10 feet away. Okay. I know you're familiar with the concept of a zoom, but. But then, so he's got this excellent, he's got this excellent camera that can tie, like that can zoom in from 300 <laughs> yards away to get this shot. But then he is traversing the woods in an, Eight-wheeled vehicle from Kiss versus the Phantom. (laughs) A fucking dune buggy that uh, Mm -hmm. Scooby-Doo would use to thwart a villain. (laughs) Yeah, you know, he's he's making do with what he's got. I'm all right. I mean, it's my job to be the foil here, Dave. But again, this no, is I, I, no. I understand. No, and and I understand. Like I've said, this is like when I'm that not, loose when that I loose change documentary true. came out, and it was five minutes of like DJ credits at the beginning. Like, get the fuck out yeah. of here! Yeah, this is a music video that you've made. 
to promote your DJ career? Uh, jump to 855. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> now, this was a little harder to see because it's a night oh, vision. Oh, good night vision. <laughs> but this one is, and I like this one too. Uh, this is. Now, if you're watching the documentary, I don't expect you to listen to this and have it on right now, but at first it was confusing because I didn't realize he was talking over old footage. It looked like, at, at first glance, it seems like he, it's all in the moment, and he's just being really casual mm-hmm. and saying, there's a Sasquatch literally 20 feet from me. And I'm like, bullshit, you'd be freaking out or doing, you know. But I then learned that uh, he was going back and doing voiceover. Okay, over okay. Already. So this one, um, and then you'd have to, you, at 8.55 we see what I'm talking about, but then if you watched it for another minute or two, then he goes back the next day and stands where this Squatch was standing. And he's 6'5", and it, it clearly shows that he's barely in the frame at 6'5", meaning you know if this is a legit Squatch, this is like an 8- or 9-foot Squatch. Um, but this is night vision, pretty close up. I don't think this one's zoomed in as much as the others. Uh, looks like he's maybe 20 feet away, 30 feet away, uh, to a Squatch who's got its back turned to him, standing, trying to kind of hide himself, standing next to a tree. Oh, that's what it is? His back's turned? Yeah, his back's that's turned. How this, that's and how this elusive creature hides, is by turning its back? Well, and the other thing, too, because I also thought, like, bullshit, because there's a light on him. Um, then he's like, no, this is night vision like we can see this thing but there was no it's not like it had a real light or real camera light on him out there in the dark Mm -hmm. that would you know startle or distract a a squatch but i mean you clearly see a giant figure and it looks like it's upper back and shoulders and the back of his head and then like i said you know a few minutes later he goes back and stands right in that same spot and this you know if the if the scale is correct, this thing's like eight and a half, nine feet tall. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting shot. All right. Well, now I'm on the Reddit. He got Survivor Man with him. He got Les Stroud with him, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I forgot to mention Les Stroud, but like this Meldrum and this other guy, they they seem like I've watched a lot of stuff on Jeff Meldrum. I got one of his books. Like he seems like a legit smart dude who knows what he's talking about. And unless, you know, with any project, maybe he was paid or just needed, you know, we've all done things that <laughs> we regretted later in show business, but uh it's just odd that a guy who seems this credible as Meldrum would uh hook up with this Yahoo. Well, Les, to, I mean, uh, Les is good for making TV. You know, he's probably done sitting mm-hmm. by himself out in the cold, freezing his ass off. Yeah, need some company. Jump to twenty five forty seven. This is when he uses apples to lure in, <laughs> to lure in the squatch. That age old technique. Twenty five forty seven. Yeah. And now this is pretty interesting. Now, granted, I realize that all this stuff could be easily staged, <clears throat> but assuming that it's not staged and he doesn't have a buddy, you know, back there helping him out, uh, we see these apples that he left, 
and then you see one of them disappear. He, he rewinds it in slow motion. You see one of the apples disappear, and then a second after that, you see a giant, not a giant, but you see some sort of dark figure pop up. So I don't know what's going on with these apples. I'm sitting through some ads, so hold on a second here. Okay. I'm sit through an ad for Puss in Boots here. Well, I mean, I definitely got some free time this week. I'll sit and watch the whole thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. But. Let me know when you're out of the ads. I mean, let's fill the space, you know. We got we to, oh, all right, here we go. Okay. <laughs> got some night. So he's, he set up three apples. He, he uses these apples as gifts. And then uh, there's one scene where they're both yelling out into the woods, gifts. That's a little cheesy. Hey, Mr. Squatch, I got you some gifts. But he sets up these three apples on this uh, log. And then uh, while he's standing there, like, he doesn't—he didn't see it in, in the moment. But when he went back and looked at the footage, like, there's, there's you see the apples in the I background. That, he's in the yeah. foreground. And then one of the apples disappears. And then right after that, we see a dark, uh, a dark figure kind of pop up in the background. As if that was a squatch that grabbed that apple. So, so I'm supposed to believe Sasquatch is nine foot tall. Uh huh. But also just sneaks up, like on the ground with a hand coming up ET style <laughs> to get an apple yeah. off a log. A nine foot animal is crawling along the ground silently, mere feet away from this fella. <laughs> and then just sneakily grabs an apple from a log. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna sit and watch this one, Dave. I'm gonna sit and give this one a proper viewing. Okay. Let's hit the pause on it. It might be a two-parter, everybody. Maybe we go two parts. Let, let me show you one more. Let me show you one more. I really want you to see this one. Okay, sure. All right, go uh, go to an hour forty seven twenty three. Now I think 20, this is this the is the first en- this is the ending. Saw. You gonna spoil the ending? Yeah, it's, it's it, no, no, no. There's no spoilers. Let's see, hour forty seven twenty three. What ads I gotta sit through? Okay, damn. Hold on. Fifty seconds. I use your radio skill to figure out. Showing me some, showing me dog ankle braces. That's what this ad is. <laughs> Dog's got little leg warmers. It's got little uh, Kelly LeBrock leg warmers on. There you go. I'll tell you about a movie I saw. That's uh, what you're doing right and, now. Oh yeah, that's right. That's the whole point of this episode. Another movie I saw that's not a documentary. I saw Antlers. I think you would like Antlers. I think a lot of the boogie uh, monster listeners would enjoy somebody... Antlers. I don't want to. Sp- I don't want to spoil it, but it's definitely got a uh, there's a heavy boogie theme running. Gritty through. reboot on Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> Why his road, his nose is red is because he's devoured the rest of the pack. <laughs> uh, All right, Guillermo, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Wait, here we go. All right, we're in Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. There it is. Where are we now at? it's uh, one. Yep. One forty-seven twenty-three. Yeah. I think this is the same guy, the first guy we saw hiding behind the uh, Jake the log. Wait, hold on. God damn it. So again, let's see. all right. So this is yeah. This guy's this fella's. 
Okay, this isn't Jake. This is the first guy. But that's that's a pretty good shot right there. That looks like a gorilla. I think I we see him running in with his ghillie suit on first. Uh-huh. With his pistol. But at 147. His, with that's hanging down, you can still see his underpants hanging out the back of his ghillie suit. <laughs> okay, All right, so okay, we, now here we go. One, video, one, uh, go to video 147.45. Video 8. Again, my problem is if this thing's nine feet tall, mm-hmm. now it's squatting down behind something that looks like it's probably three feet tall. Well, yeah, it could be. It could be squatting down. It could be but laying it's, on its but its head. Chest. But its head, if it's laying on its chest, but its head is at an angle as though it we're standing uh-huh. upright. Like lay on your belly and then try to make your head look in the same angle that you're standing up. Yeah, you could do that. No, your that's, forehead. That's you could tell if somebody's looking up while laying on their chest. Are you looking at one forty-seven forty-five? I mean, if this is a hoax, like this is pretty good. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, 147.45. It's, it's, what is that? It's a, now, you could, uh, now, I would listen to the argument of, like, this video was taken in Asia, and this is clearly a gorilla. I'll listen to that argument. But, I mean, that looks pretty realistic, whatever it is. Its face is not moving. No, it, it blinks. The right eye blinks. One eye blinks. This is the best that he's got. That's why it's at the end, because he made a movie to sell. <laughs> Not a movie to prove anything. You make a movie to prove something, put the evidence. You don't make the evidence the closer of your film. Yeah, you can't blame him for you know structuring it the proper way. I'm just saying that's, that looks pretty good. I don't know what the hell that is. Well, like I'm, I said, if you told me that was a gorilla in Asia... You know, maybe I'll listen, but the uh, now I'll admit, Jake and Jane, they they look. I could see how someone could argue that those are animatronic or puppets. This uh, that thing I sent you, the download. It's a uh, it's a breakdown by these two other experts, and they're, in regards to Jane, they think that those uh, those eyes are lifeless and they're not moving. That those look like uh, kind of. Um, taxidermy eyes jake looks really good but the movement looks kind of weird to where it looks animatronic to where it just looks kind of rigid and like okay we'll make him turn his head a little and then we'll make him blink his eye like that looks kind of animatronic this thing that last one there that i was just talking about the one you see the black face there that that looks pretty so he's only faked two out of three He's got a 33% success rate of proving Bigfoot's real. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wa- watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'll give him this. Like, it looks, I mean, at least this is something we can sink our, sink our teeth into. Like, where most videos are so blurry, so pixelated, you can't even do anything with them. It, I mean, the, these are good videos. Now, whether or not they're real is obviously the question, but... At least it's uh, something to get our hands dirty with. Like, this is some good-looking stuff. Especially that one at the end. I really like that one. I'm, I'm going to watch it, Dave. Let's, 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 okay. let's return to this. <laughs> You're excited about a recipe. Would Bigfoot enjoy, yes. would Bigfoot enjoy this recipe? Probably. Yeah, I don't Cook, see why not. Cooked food? 
Yeah. There's no... <laughs> it's, uh, it's pescatarian, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Bigfoot eats a lot of salmon. Yeah. Well, but anyway, yeah, here's a good recipe. All right. Now, this isn't a recipe I invented. This is obviously a thing that's been around, but I've never tried it. I don't know if I've ever even had this in a restaurant, but garlic noodles. Garlic noodles, uh, if I understand correctly, originate in San Francisco. It's kind of a Asian fusion type thing. Uh, basically, just noodles and a lot of garlic. At, at its core, that's all this is. I've uh, added scallops to it, and I made it two different ways this last week. I loved it so much that I made it twice. <clears throat> the first time I made it with... Um, uh, sea scallops, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to base. One time I made it with sea scallops. The second time I made it with base scallops. Oh, I was really being- wondering, like, what's a land scallop? Yeah, <laughs> sea and bay. Uh, sea scallops are the big ones that usually, you know, come as like a, an entree. Um, you know, the big, as you call them. Um, should I, can I? Poseidon's, can I give Poseidon's you a joke? cupcakes. Chef's kiss, buddy. That's that's a great. Thank you. I was, I was right proud there. of that one myself. Poseidon's- <laughs> Those uh, Poseidon's cupcakes are the big sea scallops. The bay scallops are the small ones. And the way you can remember is the sea is big and the bay is small. There you go. Uh, first time Checks I made them up. with the sea scallops and uh, kind of made it, put those, served those on the side. And the second time I made it with the uh, bay scallops and I just kind of incorporated them into it. But anyway, here's the recipe. Real, real simple. Uh, from start to finish, you can make this thing in about 10 minutes. Um, Hell yeah. Pasta of choice for this dish. I like, I've always been a fan of linguine. I think linguine works great with this as opposed to like spaghetti or uh, even what's, fettuccine. What's I, linguine? Lingu- skinny skinny fettuccine? Linguine. Skinny skinny fettuccine. Yep. You got fettuccine, yep, just cut, up, cut them in half the long way. You got it. You got it. <laughs> More time consuming. Something but, about... Know. Something about the texture of linguine I like. Just, uh, you know, I, I don't know how all that works, but just I don't know how my mouth can tell that I'm biting onto a rectangle in ter- in, as opposed to a circle. But anyway, <laughs> like the linguine. Like that so, tapeworm feel. Boil, <laughs> boil up a half a pound of linguine. Um, and you just you want this a little al dente, so usually I, I've been doing about twelve minutes to kind of get the texture you want. So, uh, and just uh, another little reminder when you're boiling pasta, I know a lot of cooks know this, but uh, throw a little oil into the boiling water before you throw the noodles in there, and that will make sure that the noodles don't clump up and stick together. So, <coughs> boil you up about a half pound of linguine. Get you about a half pound of scallops, whether they be, whether they be sea or bay. Now we're going to make the sauce. Okay, before we make the sauce, let's uh, dice up an entire bulb of garlic. Um, Looking for anywhere from about 10 to 14 cloves. That uh, usually equates to an entire bulb. So just real fine dice, just uh, raw, fresh garlic. Just dice that shit up. Don't use the bullshit jar of minced garlic. Um, That stuff has very little flavor. Don't even use the pre-pilled cloves uh, because when they... The, the way they sell those and, and make mm-hmm. those, they blanch those first, so they make them easier for them to peel back at the uh, garlic factory. And uh, when you blanch them, they lose a little bit of their flavor. So just get you a nice raw bulb of garlic, peel that shit up, uh, peel it off, and then chop it up, and then set that aside. Um, now let's make the sauce. Sauce is real easy. As follows, we need one tablespoon of soy sauce. We need one tablespoon of fish sauce. We need one tablespoon of oyster sauce. One teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce and a half teaspoon of sesame oil. So you got five different uh, condiments or sauces there: soy sauce, fish sauce, oyster sauce, Worcestershire sauce, and sesame oil. So uh, mm-hmm. nothing to do with those other than just throw them in a, in a bowl or something, stir it up. Um, 
I also like to add in, I've been a big fan lately of the uh, dehydrated uh, chopped onion. Like just the, you know, comes in like the, okay, yeah, like in the seasoning. Okay, yeah, a little shaker. Yeah, a little shaker of uh, chopped dehydrated onion. Uh, fun fact, that's what McDonald's uses on their hamburgers. They, they, they start off with the dehydrated onions, they hydrate them, and boom, you got the little nice chopped onions on there. Um, but yeah, I'll throw uh, a, a tablespoon or so of those onions into the sauce mix. And uh, so anyway, mix all that shit up in a bowl, set it aside. Um, now we're going to start the garlic uh, in a frying pan or whatever. Get you about uh, two tablespoons of butter and one or two tablespoons of olive oil. I like to use both. Butter adds the flavor. Olive oil keeps the butter from burning. Boom. So a little butter, a little olive oil. Get that under medium heat. Then throw all your diced garlic in there. And unlike other dishes where we're trying to really brown and saute and and, and get that uh, nice kind of... um, What's the word? I forgot the word I was looking for. But anyway, usually you're trying to get a nice little Umami. brown, a little saute on there. Mise in place. Um, <laughs> with Sear. this, I'm just uh, the cooking term. Sorry. We we want to uh, ju- maybe about a minute or two under medium heat, right before it starts to turn brown. You got to really keep an eye on it. But but right before it mm. starts to turn brown, then you turn the heat off. Nice beige. Leave the leave. Leave the garlic in there. Then, once you got the uh, garlic the where, where you want it, throw in that sauce that we just made. And you don't even really have... You can turn the heat off at this point. You don't even really have to, to heat that sauce. The pan and the garlic and everything's already hot. So you're just trying to incorporate the sauce together with the oil, uh, with the garlic. So now we got this pan of uh, sauce and garlic. And now, hopefully at this point, our linguine is done. And what you would do then is take the linguine. You don't even really have to strain it um, because we want to use a little bit of that uh, pasta water, you know, maybe a couple tablespoons or so. It just kind of makes everything congeal and get creamy. So throw the linguine in there with your sauce and your garlic. uh, Saute that up. You know, turn the heat back on for just a minute or two just to kind of let everything get going. Also, at this point, then you can top it with some uh, chopped green onion. And I know this sounds weird, but it totally works. Get you a nice wedge of uh, fresh Parmesan or maybe a Pecorino Romano cheese, some sort of hard grating cheese, and then grate some of that into, into this. So really, all we have is linguine, garlic, that sauce, and then you top it with a little uh, Parmesan and some green onion, and bingo, bongo, bungo, you got you some fucking garlic. Oh, and the, I'm sorry, the scallops. The scallops. Now, the, the, yeah, I totally forgot. You could you could have the recipe just there as I described it, like with no meat, no fish, whatever. It's it's great on its own. Uh, but if you want to do some scallops, you could also do shrimp. You could do. I think traditionally uh, in San Francisco, this dish is served with a roasted crab, Ooh, and that, okay. that's a bigger that's a bigger undertaking right now. But uh, oh yeah, the scallops. If you've got the big bay scallops or the uh, sea scallops, rather, um, get you a skillet, little butter, little oil. Uh, get it medium heat, 90 seconds on each side. Boom. We're just trying to get a nice little brown sear mm-hmm. on each side. 90 seconds on each side will cook those scallops through. If you've got the uh, bay scallops, those are harder to, to flip and turn and do it on each side. I just kind of saute those under medium heat. Same technique, but instead of flipping them, a couple of minutes, just you know, get them nice and uh, cooked through. And then you can incorporate with the bay scallops, I incorporate that into the dish, mix it all up with the onions and the garlic and the mm-hmm. noodles with the uh, sea scallops. I just kind of served it on the side, but uh, yeah, there you go. G- garlic noodles and scallops, dude. Dude, this it is so it it sounds simple, but with all that garlic 
and then all those different sauces and the umami with all that. Man, it is, uh, it's an addictive dish. I ate way too much. We might have to, yeah, that, that might have to pop up around the house here. <clears throat> really good, really good stuff. I put shredded Mexican but, uh, yeah, cheese in, in, uh, in ramen noodles yesterday. Okay. Uh, the appropriate response. Good ramen noodles or or the uh, the make-at-home bullshit 25-cent ramen noodles? Well, they were better than 25 cents, but they're the make-at-home ones. Uh-huh. Okay. That's it. I'm just sharing. I put I put some coleslaw mix. Just the ca- <laughs> it, was just, it was just the cabbage. It was just the shredded cabbage and carrots. Oh, okay. So I put that okay. in there with some cheese. <laughs> That's my yeah, recipe. Okay, yeah. That's my recipe. Yeah. But I think, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm going to tell Rachel about this. Scallop ordeal. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send you this. I'll, I got this. Right yeah, now. I think I, I can, I can convince Rachel to do this one. Yeah, it's really good, really easy. Like seriously, like ten minutes. The hardest part is just chopping the garlic. Once you get that done, it's, uh, it's all great. I'll do that. I'm the sous chef around here. I'll do that part. Mm-hmm. Well, right. yeah, buddy. All right, man. What you got? There you, you go. Got any good uh, stuff coming up? Anything this weekend? I do. I. I've got uh, I got a local show February seventeenth here in Long Beach. Tell the kids I'll be at about the uh, Bam- Bamboo Inn. All right, I think that's a Thursday. Be at the uh, doing uh, about thirty minutes uh, at the end of that show. Bamboo Inn. There's only uh, forty seats available, so uh, tickets uh, uh, online now. I forgot the uh, website, but you can Google that shit and uh, yeah, scoop those up because uh, those are going fast from what I hear. But yeah, I'll be there February seventeenth. That's the only uh, that's the only stuff I got uh, on the books right now. I'm working on an April run. Might yeah, March I might be. We haven't confirmed, uh, but yeah, I might might be in Fort Collins in March, if not in June. We're trying to figure out which date. But yeah, Fort Collins. I got Chicago. I got Milwaukee. I'm working on Cincinnati. So yeah, see me in the Midwest in uh, in April. I love it. We're getting back out there. What about you? Where where are you? Heavy at? metal cruise, baby. Oh man, I wish I was going to that. That sounds yeah, fun, dude. Buddy. I wish you were too. Yeah, I got, that's what I, I get for not having my uh, my passport updated. I gotta get them documents prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, got mm-hmm. Andrew Orvidal's coming with though. We'll have a good time. He he Hell opened yeah. for me in Boulder and did a great job. Oh, how was that show? Excellent. Those are the, those are the makeup. Those are the appendicitis makeup dates. So yeah. they were uh, they were awesome. Fort Collins, you're gonna have a blast. That club is fantastic. Really, Old David Rodriguez doing an excellent job with that club. Mm-hmm. Boulder Theater was mm-hmm. amazing. Felt real good. <clears throat> Had a few new bits in there. Felt good. Digging up some old bits That's that awesome. I never thought got properly recorded. On top of the hour plus of new material there is, so we're getting there, baby. Hell yeah! Going to record in That's April. Awesome. I think we're going to record right here in uh, right here in Portland. Uh, do a new really? special, yeah. Oh man. That's great, buddy. So we'll get there. Hey, uh, real quick, another movie I watched this week. Uh, you might like this one. Uh, were you a fan of Super Dave growing up? Oh, yes. Super Dave Super Bob Dave Osborne. Osborne. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, passed away recently, uh, but they made a documentary. Uh, pe- other people might know him from Curb Your Enthusiasm, plays a wonderful character mm-hmm. called Marty Funkhauser, uh, who, <laughs> ironically, the morning... Katie's father passed about an hour before that. We were watching the episode where Marty Funkhauser's uh, mother passes away. And Marty, at this point, is probably 65 or 70. And then he's talking to Jerry about it. and goes, yeah, it's really sad. I'm an orphan now. <laughs> and Larry goes, what? Because I'm an orphan. He's like, you're too old to be an orphan. 
He's like, you could be, you could be a hundred and be an orphan. I don't have any parents. He goes, ah, oh, little orphan Funkhauser. We were just watching that uh, episode, and then now Katie's an orphan. So. Oh. There you go. End on a positive note. But yeah, uh, this documentary is so funny. I used to watch. I was a big fan of Super Dave Osborne as, well. as a kid. And then I started watching Curb, and I was a big fan. I know we could talk about that later. <laughs> you texted me one night. You're like, oh. so is Curb your enthusiasm just Larry David arguing with people? I've, and sadly, kind of, I'd yeah. never seen. I, I know of it. I've seen bits and pieces here and there in clips. I never watched the series. And it was a newer episode that was on, and it was sucked. Yeah, the later seasons I'm not crazy about. The first five or six are real solid, but yeah, it becomes fairly formulaic uh, towards the end. But anyway, I was, I've always been a fan of that show, and uh, I was watching that show for a few years before I realized that the Funkhauser character was Super Dave Osborne. Albert Brooks' um, brother. But this documentary. Yeah, yeah, Albert Brooks' brother, which I get why he changed his name, because uh, mm-hmm. Albert Einstein would be kind of weird. Uh, but this documentary is so funny. Like it just uh, it kind of relives a lot of his uh, stuff, you know, from the '70s and '80s and the Super Dave stuff, and even before that, he was on some different variety shows. But uh, yeah, talented dude, funny dude, uh, by all accounts, a fairly nice dude. And uh, yeah, Bob Einstein. I th- what's the name of the doc? Let's see. I think it's just called the Super Bob Einstein movie. Super Bob Osborne. But movie? yeah, uh, Bob, <laughs> Bob Einstein. Um, was it oh, it's on HBO Max, so if you got HBO Max, that's where you can find that. But yeah, really uh, a fun, uh, a great one to uh, maybe uh, pack a bowl to and just chuckle. Just a lot of silly chuckles on that one, so check that out if you're so inclined. I, would, I think I will. I think um, these are good movies. I'm going to watch these movies. Hell yeah, buddy. Well, right on, man. Good times. Yeah, girl. Good catching up. Watch this whole documentary, and, and I'd, I'd love to hear your notes. Yeah, I'll have some notes, Dave. I'm sure I'll have some notes. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, if you don't if you don't mind, I'm gonna go outside and look at the choo choo trains. You go look at the trains. I'll look I'll watch your monster movie <laughs> that you think is real. <laughs> and then we'll reconvene. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll holler. The Boogie Monster. Oh.